What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Busy Signal. My name is Jim, and this is my retro, nostalgic 80s, 90s, and early 2000s podcast. This show aims to salute all the stuff from back in the day that is now extinct or quickly going that way. This is the Black Friday special episode. This episode's being released on Black Friday, so we're going to go back and remember the stores that had the big deals, the sizzling door busters, the midnight specials, the stores that you and your family may have been waiting in line at midnight to get those Black Friday deals. But just before we get into the retro door busters, I'd like to throw a shout out to SopranoBase79 on Instagram for sharing a super rad pic of a payphone that she spotted on a recent trip to Brazil. If you haven't seen it, Check it out on the payphone highlights at Busy Signal Cast on Instagram. As a kid, I was completely fascinated by Thanksgiving Day, day after Thanksgiving news, where you would just see people lined up around the block at whatever big name box store, department store, just to get some kind of crazy deal on some appliance or television or whatever it is, insert whatever it is you wanted at that time. It was just insane. People were camping out. People had folding chairs. They were bundled up with coats and coffees and they were just determined to get that deal. And you would hear the craziest stories of people just bum rushing through doors and like trampling each other and just what chaos it turned into. And just, you would see, you would see just store employees throwing their hands up and it was just like they just didn't even know what to do it was just a sea of people you'd have somebody with a megaphone saying i'm sorry we're all out we're all out of this item and people would just go nuts it was weird it was wild i just loved it i just loved seeing those news reports so it got me to thinking all about the stores that would host these midnight madness black friday door busters first come first serve deals and some of the big players from back in the day they're gone not even around anymore If you had told me 25 years ago, 20 years ago, that these stores that people were lining up around the block for every Thanksgiving night just for Black Friday deals, I would have said you're crazy. There's no way. I'm going to give you five stores that are either gone or just barely hanging on at this point. So I want to preface this uh, list, which is in no particular order, by saying that I really didn't go out for Black Friday deals. My family was not one that was just like, we got to pack everything up and 4 a.m. we're getting out there and we're going to wait in line to get a new television. That really really wasn't us. So, But there was one time where I felt compelled to get out for Black Friday because I was on the market for a new laptop. And there was one that was kind of like, you know, a deal that you wouldn't get any other time. And that time was, uh, I wasn't even a kid. I was in my early 20s. The place was CompUSA. I didn't get up early. I didn't wait in line for several hours. I woke up normal, you know, whatever time I was getting up in my early 20s. It wasn't like early and it wasn't really late. I got out there at like, you know, eight or nine o'clock in the morning. I walked in and you know what? It looked like a bomb had gone off. Things were in disarray. You could tell that there was a mad rush in the beginning. And I was starting to wonder, am I even going to get this laptop? But it was there. It was there. I was able to get in and walk out with my laptop. And uh, it was a very non-eventful Black Friday, and I ended up with a deal. That was great. But I will say the staff looked absolutely exhausted, and it was already only 9 o'clock in the morning. The year was 2005. I was 24 years old, and I had never really even visited CompUSA all that often. But, I mean, it, like I said, it looked like a bomb had gone off. Staff was exhausted, and the shelves were pretty bare at the time. So if you had told me that within the course of a few years, CompUSA wasn't even going to be around, I would have been like, you're crazy. This place is hopping. But according to the internets, the very next year, 2006, CompUSA started closing stores that were quote-unquote low-performing. And the remaining stores 
were converted to Tiger Direct by around like 2012. I'm pretty sure my CompUSA, the one by my house, had already gone out of business by then, well before then. I would I would say like 2009, 2010 CompUSA for me was gone. I never even saw Tiger Direct. I didn't even know what that was. Apparently Tiger Direct is the company that bought CompUSA. Although it does seem that CompUSA isn't 100% dead. They've relaunched, the brand has relaunched as an online website only, an online retailer. So while it might not be completely dead or may have resurrected a little bit, it doesn't look like anybody's going to be camping outside of a CompUSA for a laptop or anything otherwise ever again. So CompUSA, we remember you. Number two on this list, Brookstone. This was an interesting store. I don't know about any of you, but I feel like this store was made for Black Friday. I mean, I never even took notice of Brookstone any other time during the year unless it was Black Friday or the holidays. And they had all the deals on everything. Everything in that store was on sale. I will say Wikipedia has a very interesting read on Brookstone and its history going back to the 1960s. However, that's way before me. So I'm going to stick to my 80s and 90s, early 2000s memories. And really, honestly, for Brookstone, I only really remember it in the late 90s and early 2000s. My experience was that they pretty much sold tech gadgets and massage chairs. So it was a great place to kind of like stop off during your your Black Friday mall crawl to sit, get a quick massage, a free massage, look at some weird tech stuff, and then move on. The products that they had were like super cool, but they were never anything I needed and never anything I actually wanted, but they were cool. I do remember that back in the mid to late 2000s, Brookstone made the news. Maybe it was earlier than that. I don't remember exactly. Um, I never said that I was going to be 100% historically accurate during this podcast, so don't hold me to that. But Brookstone definitely was the first and only retailer for a while that would offer segues. You remember segues? If you don't, you're not old enough for this podcast. Secondly, I don't really feel like they made it very far outside of the Brookstone stores because all I ever saw riding them was mall cops. And I'm not trying to make a joke about Paul Blart mall cop or anything like that. I've actually never even seen that movie, but I don't feel like I needed to since the mall security at my mall was always riding a Segway. It was weird. Anyway, Brookstone was pretty cool around Black Friday. Not for nothing. You really could get something for the person that had everything because it was probably a safe bet that they didn't have, you know, an alarm clock that was also a neck massager and a flashlight. Yeah, you could totally get that for them. And they they would be like, wow, I, I don't have this. I have no need for it, but I don't have this. So I do miss Brookstone. They're not around anymore. They're not in malls anymore. I didn't look up to see where they went or if they're a brand online or not. What I really miss is those massage chairs. There's nowhere else in the mall where I can sit and get a free massage. They have massage chairs, but you got to put quarters in them. Brookstone was the place. They were giving away free massages. It was awesome. So long, Brookstone. Number three on this Black Friday special episode. This one's kind of tough. Radio Shack. Radio Shack just seemed like such a permanent institution in America. When I was a kid, I saw Radio Shacks everywhere. Not even just in malls, but they had their own brick and mortar stores, sometimes in strip malls, but sometimes standalones. They were everywhere in every town and their commercials were always on. And every Black Friday, they always had some super cool remote-controlled car that they were releasing for the holiday season that was going to be like the must-have remote-control car for Christmas. Or in 2002, they actually had really big success with Zip Zaps. Does anybody remember Zip Zaps? They were like little cars that were completely customizable, real cars, you know, like, you know, Subaru WRXs and, you know, Mitsubishi Lancers, and you could customize them. 
and you had like little handheld carry along with you uh, remote controls. They were cool for kids. I was a little bit too old for them, but looking back on them, I remember them and they were cool. Zip Zap's micro RCs and Radio Shack. You can zip them together in minutes. Zap them on the charger. Then zoom away in seconds. Customize your car with upgrade kits. Change body tops, motors, gears, and more. You can get your hands on them all. Radio Shack had started out being a Radio Shack. It was a place for radio hobbyists, for ham radio enthusiasts. And then they just went up from there. If you went into the back, they had drawers just full of like resistors and wires and little tools for little electronics. And you could get just pretty much anything if it was electronically related. Although, really, I, I was a kid. I really just remember the remote controlled cars. I think they had TVs, answering machines, you know, universal remote controls for your televisions, stuff like that. Gadgety toys and the like. I think I started realizing that Radio Shack was kind of in trouble when they rebranded themselves. The Shack. One, that's a terrible name. Two, it's kind of pathetic. It's like that friend you have whose name is Jim, but randomly walks in one day and says he wants to be called J-Dog. A, no one has ever called him J-Dog, nor do they want to. And B, that's stupid. The rebrand was our first clue that Radio Shack had kind of become irrelevant in the world of consumer electronics. However, uh, as of this episode, there are reports that Radio Shack brand has been purchased by another company, and uh, a possible relaunch is in the works. Although Radio Shack is still online as an online retailer, I don't know who's going there, honestly. What I do know is that many people remember Radio Shack very fondly, so much so that it was even featured in season two of Stranger Things. So rest in peace, Bob, and Radio Shack. Number four is a place you definitely would have gone around Black Friday or the holidays, Sears. I mean, talk about seemingly permanent institutions. Sears was a mall staple across the nation before I was born. Like, for 89 years before I was born. All right, maybe there weren't malls for 89 years before I was born, but Sears had been around since the 1800s, people. Sears was definitely a must-stop for Black Friday deals. It seemed like they sold everything. All right, maybe that's an exaggeration, but as a kid, I distinctly remember thinking they sold everything. There was a huge clothing section for men, women, girls, boys, including coats and jackets, suits, dresses, and casual attire. You could buy mattresses. You could buy kitchenware, tools, lawn mowers. They even had an automotive center. You're going to buy tires. They'll put them on there for you. All right, on second thought, they did sell everything. They literally sold everything. I remember hearing about Sears' catalog and how famous it was, and it went back to the 1800s. It went back that far. They were doing a catalog in the 1800s, and you could literally buy a house. I don't know about the 1800s. I think that was more like the early 1900s. But you could buy a Sears house. You could look in the catalog. There were several different types. I don't even know how you would go about purchasing that, but you did. And a house would be delivered to your property. And some of those houses still exist, which means they were, they were pretty good quality, apparently. I looked it up. Between 1908 and 1940, they sold 70,000 homes. That's incredible. But that brings me back to the catalog, the Sears catalog. I used to love when my parents got the Sears catalog, not just the Sears catalog, but specifically the wish book, the one that would get sent in the mail and delivered into your mailbox and barely fit in your mailbox because it was 800 pages. It was bigger than the phone book and it would, it would just be busting out of your mailbox and you'd grab that thing and you'd run over to the kitchen table and you'd open it up and you'd have to like, you know, have to get through all of the clothes to get to the coveted toy section. And you'd start circling things and ripping pages out of it and putting up, 
you know, things on your Christmas list from the Sears Wish Book catalog. So yeah, Sears definitely sold everything. And guess what? They're like virtually gone now. They had their own tower in Chicago, the Sears Tower. The tower's still there, but it's not called the Sears Tower anymore. There are currently only 13 Sears stores left. So I definitely miss Sears. And I'd like to salute Sears. The softer side of Sears as well. Sears has a softer side. Come see the softer side of Sears. So we're moving on to number five. And if it was tough to talk about Radio Shack and Sears, Toys R Us. This one hits hard. Because Sears wasn't the only holiday catalog in town for kids. Toys R Us had their own. It wasn't 800 pages long because, no, you weren't buying underwear in Toys R Us's catalog. You were getting to the good stuff. All the toys. This place was the place for parents to go and get the Black Friday deals for all the Christmas gifts for all the kids and all the family. Toys R Us had all the toys. If Sears sold everything, Toys R Us sold everything in the toy world. They had all the hot Christmas toys every year. Toys R Us was floor-to-ceiling toys. From bikes to trains to video games, it was the biggest toy store there is. You see what I did there? Had to do it, sorry. You could test drive a bike or try out a new Nintendo or Sega Genesis or play catch in the huge aisles or even listen to Teddy Ruxpin read you a story. It was, it was magical, this place. Like, there was, there was nothing like it. There was no other toy store like it, hands down. They even sold VHS movies. I remember when Toy Story was finally released on VHS. Like, it took a year for Toy Story to get released on VHS after it was in the movie theater. And Toys R Us had it, and it was fantastic. I felt like I could spend hours there and not actually have seen all of the toys. And if you had told me 25 years ago that Jeffrey would be going bankrupt and Toys R Us would be out of business, I would have never believed you. That's insane. But that is what happened, although... Not for long, because another brand snapped up Toys R Us, and they're being relaunched. There is an actual brick-and-mortar store in New Jersey now. So, maybe one day soon, we will be waiting at Toys R Us again, on a Black Friday, waiting for a new video game console or whatever, insert, you know, new Cabbage Patch dolls coming out. Do they still make Cabbage Patch dolls? Yikes. I don't think so, actually. Maybe they do. I don't know. Either way, you get the point. Toys R Us could make a comeback. I mean, where are kids getting toys now? I guess Target? Amazon? Walmart? Man, there was nothing like Toys R Us. Because I don't know about you, but I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. There's a million toys at Toys R Us. And I can play with From bikes to trains to video games. The biggest toy store there is. I want to grow up because if I did, I couldn't be a Toys R Us kid. I don't want to grow up. Don't want to grow up. So that was the five big-name stores that were commerce giants and go-tos for Black Friday deals. And now, virtually all of them are pretty much gone. The holiday shopping landscape has changed dramatically. And we didn't even talk about the fact that Black Friday doesn't even mean what it used to back in the day. Black Friday was it. And then they wanted to kind of like introduce Cyber Monday, and now there's Prime Day, and Black Friday in the summers... And Black Friday is pretty much the whole month of November now. You always hear like, Black Friday deals all month long. How is that even possible? That's not Black Friday. And before we wrap things up, I would be completely remiss if I didn't mention a local to the New York, New Jersey metro area, once big and now gone retailer, Crazy Eddie. You guys want a good time? Look up Crazy Eddie commercials on YouTube. Loads of people lined up around those stores to get insane prices on consumer electronics. 
4th of July. It's not Thanksgiving. It's not even Christmas. It's better than all those. It's Crazy Eddie Day. You'll save money like never before during Crazy Eddie's Crazy Eddie Day sale with the guaranteed lowest prices on anything and everything in home entertainment. Shop around. Get the lowest sale prices you can find. Then go to Crazy Eddie and he'll beat them. It's Crazy Eddie Day. Save big, big, big bucks during Crazy Eddie's Crazy Eddie Day sale. Crazy Eddie, his prices are insane. Anyway, what were your memories of Black Friday? Any stores that I didn't mention? I'm pretty sure I'm going to do another episode on Black Friday next Black Friday, so stay tuned. Hit me up in the comments section on Instagram. I'm at BusySignalCast, and any emails, I'll read those too, at BusySignalCast at gmail.com. If you like this podcast, please take a minute to subscribe and leave a review wherever you get your pods. Busy Signal is also now on YouTube, everybody. We have our own YouTube channel. So that's it for this one. I hope you had fun revisiting some of the big name stores on this retro Black Friday episode. Until next time, reach out and touch the past.